Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brett Poe continue their discussion on the Ten Commandments, specifically talking about God's Third Commandment. Welcome to Being Lutheran. I am Pastor Brett Bow, and I have with me today... Pastor Jason Goodham. Good to see you again, Brett. Yes, you as well. Well, we have our first uh, listener question episode under our belt. Yeah. And we're moving into the third commandment. Again, we're, we're moving at this breakneck speed, but I think we've settled into a routine. Yeah. Three episodes per commandment at least gives us time to unpack it a little bit more okay. than blowing through this. Right. It's... Again, I could talk about all this stuff all the time. <laughs> the sad day for me is when we finally get to the end of the catechisms and have to move on because I just love mm-hmm. learning these things. I love reviewing these things. I love talking about these things. So the right. more the more the merrier from my perspective. Good. I I agree. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you just don't want to spend too little time talking about something when there's when you feel like there's so much to talk about. And so this format gives us opportunity to flesh it out a little bit. Yep, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Good. So today we are into the third commandment and uh, looking at that and as we mentioned before, you know, there are different numberings of the the commandments. This is probably maybe the first one where you hear the confusion, you hear maybe people say the fourth, this is the fourth commandment, but you know, under the, the Lutheran listing of the, of the commandments, uh, this is the third one, uh, to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. And, uh, and so I think I'll just read that and we'll go from there. And uh, so we have this question, what is the third commandment? You shall sanctify the holy day, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we may not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Yeah, this is great. Uh, There's so much going on here, too. First of all, there's two ways to translate the third commandment here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're used to hearing it, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Luther translated it in his version, the early version of the small catechism, you shall sanctify the holy day. Sure. Uh, and, and that opens the door to a lot of things right. uh, in the large catechism, especially because he ends up talking about holy days versus holy things right. and railing against uh, kind of the theology or the practice of having relics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, these kind of you know superstitious rabbit's feet mm-hmm. uh, that they had 500 years ago. Uh, but I would say, uh, as far as the material of the catechism is concerned, this is where Luther uh, is very at, at the first controversial. Everything up to this, mm-hmm. I think most people are like, okay, that makes sense, that's sure. good. Uh, where Luther takes the third commandment, uh, right. it was probably pretty unexpected for most people. Yeah, I was going to ask you this, and maybe if this, I don't know if this has just been my experience, but... It took me a little while to wrap my head around the explanation, the what does this mean part of the of this commandment. Because yep. um, like you said, he, he takes it in a direction maybe you don't expect. But, you know, usually thinking of the Sabbath day, you think of physical rest, of not doing any work on Sunday, and, and th- all those issues, the blue laws from back in the, was it the 50s or yeah, 40s? 50s. Or, well, even know. some currently today. Yeah, right. Blue laws in effect in some towns in North Dakota still. Sure. Yeah, the basically saying businesses can't yeah, be open. No commerce. Yeah, yep. no commerce on Sundays. So 
in a way, I still feel like I'm still getting used to this idea of the way Luther talks about the third commandment of the Sabbath day. Is that just unique to me, or do you think that others have felt the same? No, I don't think it's unique. I think part of it is the abuse of the church, uh, you know, but really when it comes down to it is we where we always end up going is the Christian gloss on all these things. Mm-hmm. So when in our sinful nature, and this is really it, I mean it, it's our sinful nature that does these things. First commandment means no idols. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not bowing down to a piece of wood or stone. I'm good. Right. Second commandment means no OMG. So right. I'm good there too now, right? <laughs> Third commandment means no work on Sunday. So I get to go home flop on the couch and especially September through December, watch football right. or baseball or, you know, whatever the case might be, but no work. The twins don't play in the fall. Yeah, the, well, oh, oh <laughs> zing. <laughs> and the bears don't play in January. Okay, we're, we're even here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is the danger. Right. We are, this is, in, in fact, what we're talking about now is the entire purpose of the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preaches, yeah. is that uh, we think we're fulfilling the law by something we do mm-hmm. or avoid right. doing. and, and By to, lowering the, le- the level yeah. of the law so we can jump over it easier. Yeah, and, and so that's the first thing we ought to cover. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting is if you get into these debates, almost always someone will say, well, it's just I take the law more seriously. That's why I don't do this. No, in reality, you are taking the law less seriously. Mm-hmm. by lowering it to the level that you can achieve it mm-hmm. uh, because there's so much more to it than just outward obedience. And, and it's like the reverse uh, limbo. You have to go under it, but they think you should just jump let's over raise it. raise a little bar. <laughs> just do this one thing right. that you wouldn't even normally do. And uh, that's you know kind of what we're talking about. So when mm-hmm. we look at Luther's intent of the third commandment, he says the mm-hmm. third commandment is given specifically to the Jewish nation of the Old Testament mm-hmm. to govern their foolishness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's they would uh, work incessantly. It's to protect protect the oppressed and the poor who mm-hmm. would be forced to work. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's some examples. Exodus 20, uh, Luther says that in, in regards to verses 8 through 11, which really addressed the third commandment in Exodus 20, mm-hmm. that the, the third commandment was given that man and beast would receive rest from toilsome and endless labor. Mm-hmm. You look at Matthew 12, 11 through 14, yeah. uh, and it's the Pharisees talking about no walking, no doing this on the Sabbath. Yeah, didn't they figure out, well, if we walk a certain amount of steps, we're good. And yep. then, they had then measured stop. out exactly the amount of steps. It, it, all these things were ridiculous. I, I love that passage because, you know, I have a weird mind a little bit. And I always wonder what happens if they miscalculated? <laughs> they're like frozen. Yeah, and... <laughs> they're like five steps away from your front door and you just have to wait until 10 o'clock that night when the sun goes down to go back <laughs> in. You just have to stand there and rest, right? Well, that's right. kind of what they're saying is that Jesus was breaking the Sabbath by healing on right. the Sabbath. Or, yeah. you know, the one instance uh, is the paralytic man mm-hmm. takes up his mat and walks. Well, you're not allowed to carry mm-hmm. your mat. It's the Sabbath. Or right. in John... Is it nine where Jesus spits and makes mud? Right. And well, you can't, that's work on the Sabbath. Yeah. And then there was another passage too where the disciples were it's taking the, grain, taking the, the grain, yep, gleaning the grain. Gleaning grain. Yeah. yeah it, it just seems like all over the place, Jesus is bumping up against the Pharisees and their view of what the Sabbath was. And, and so that's instructive to us of understanding what this means. Why, why do we have the third commandment? What is it all about? How could it be misunderstood by the the super legalistic Pharisees? And maybe to a certain degree, 
how can it be misunderstood by more subtly legalistic people nowadays too. Well, and, and it all comes down to we're addicted to ourselves. We mm-hmm. want to be able to do something, but in wanting to be able to do something, we want to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. We want it to be achievable, to be measurable. This is There's yep. a Latin term for this. It's called the incravatus. means we're curved in on ourselves. We're mm-hmm. constantly looking at our own ability to please God. And so uh, Luther really pulls out here from Colossians 2 and Romans 14 mm-hmm. that the New Testament teaches that the observance of the Sabbath day is a matter of Christian freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter the day. I mean, we, we would be in an argument with Jews and Seventh-day Adventists because they mm-hmm. celebrate on Saturday. We right. celebrate on Sunday to celebrate the Lord's resurrection. These sorts of things, well, Scripture, and Luther captures this, is constantly shouting to us, mm-hmm. it's not about the day. Right. And once Luther obliterates that notion, then we can pull out the true spiritual principles behind what the third commandment is teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then Luther immediately after ob- obliterating it goes back and he says, well, it's wise mm-hmm. to rest. Sure. You know, and so it's a wise thing that we not be constantly working. Mm-hmm. But guess what happens if we're constantly working? We're going to turn it into an idol. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to measure our performance and our self-worth by constantly working. But the big thing for Luther is that having a Sabbath day affords us the mm-hmm. opportunity to attend worship services. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to orient mm-hmm. to what rest means. Right. And so that's the specific nature yep. of the third commandment is talking about rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I really want to read that Colossians 2 passage because I think that's so key in helping us in, in getting into this direction. Uh, he says in Colossians 2, 16 and 17, you know, let no one pass judgment on you uh, regarding a Sabbath. I'm kind of skipping over parts of that. Then in verse 17, he says, these are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. And that's a key part of what does rest in Christ mean and what does it look like uh, for us to, to have that rest. And like you said, it's getting, it's getting the opportunity to hear God's word and have that wash us and renew us week by week on, on Sunday. That's the appointed day that we worship. And that goes back to the, the resurrection of Christ being on a Sunday. I think that's why, like you mentioned too, others might say, well, it's Saturday but noting we're marking the resurrection of Christ by having our worship services or our divine service or whatever on Sun Sundays. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing. Most everything that happens in the church is tradition. Mm-hmm. It's just observed partly for good order, uh, but most everything in the church that is tradition is confessing something that we ought to be paying attention mm-hmm. to. And so having church on Sunday morning, we should be, it should just be evoking images mm-hmm. when we walk into the sanctuary yep. of the empty tomb of, mm-hmm. of, of John and Peter and Mary discovering that he has risen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why we do it. But in reality, we start off with this commandment uh, that Jesus is our Sabbath rest. Mm-hmm. Jesus uh, is the holy rest that we have. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that kind of begs the question, then what are we resting from? Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. striving for our own salvation, Mm -hmm. striving to please God with our own sinful actions, which we cannot do. The rest that we have is that Jesus has done it for us. It's the pronouncement of the gospel. It's the application of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And knowing that rest that is described very well in Hebrews, thinking of chapters in there, uh, speaking about rest, that 
is more in terms of the spiritual nature of this. You know, maybe people think of a physical rest, you know, taking a one day off a week or so on. But this spiritual rest is something that we know in Christ day by day that we have. And uh, yet, you know, this one day on to receive God's word at church is to be reminded and have that gospel preached to us again and again and again. Well, and that's really the point of church mm-hmm. is, you know, in church, right. we receive education, we receive instruction and wisdom. And again, we're not denying it's a wise thing to rest. Mm-hmm. We ought to rest. But at the same time, uh, all of the things we receive from God's word, even if they're education, even if it's instruction, is pointing us to Christ, is delivering us mm-hmm. Christ. It, it really echoes to us what 1 Corinthians 2, 2 said, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm-hmm. And so you look at the elements of the worship service, whether you have a, a contemporary worship service, a highly liturgical worship service, or something in between, if done according to what the Bible delivers to us, mm-hmm. every one of those uh, elements, excuse me, every one of those elements is designed to point you to Christ Mm -hmm. because the confession of sins is in the worship service that that's what we're bringing to the table. That's Mm -hmm. what we have to offer. I'm sinful. I've screwed it up. I'm begging you, Lord, for forgiveness. And and in the wonderful messages, God says, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. Here's my son. Praise God. You know, and so the elements, the sermon should be forgiving sins, comforting consciences. Uh, The songs should be teaching the faith and and echoing, putting the gospel in our ears Mm -hmm. and and everything in between. uh, That's what resting, that's what honoring the Sabbath, remembering the Mm -hmm. Sabbath to keep it holy is for, is that we're hearing, seeing, having the gospel applied Mm -hmm. to us. Yep. So let me share a little story from many years ago. I had a parishioner of mine that said to me, you know, Pastor, uh, I work hard five days a week and I work very, very hard, you know, more than 40 hours a week. And Saturday and Sunday are, are my days to sleep in and to get rest. And that's the way this person was putting it to me. And, you know, as I think about that and think about what you just said, you know, that that person under, maybe understands the physical side that it's a good idea like you said it, it's a it's not it's a bad idea to work constantly um we need time away from actively working with our hands or whatever it may be but sadly that person missed out on the spiritual rest that is found uh, through hearing God's word and he was probably denying himself of rest and doing that. You mm-hmm. know, it's, I can't get up Sunday morning. Well, in reality, you get up Monday through Friday morning anyway. Mm-hmm. But I find that when I can attend a worship service, even leading a worship service, I am at rest. Mm-hmm. I am at peace. I belong in this place. And physical rest without rest for your soul isn't rest. Mm-hmm. It, it, you're you're not at rest. If if you're laying down obsessing about what you're going to do the next day at work, you're not at rest. Mm-hmm. But if you're in church, being recharged, being reminded that what happens on Monday through Friday does not determine your eternal destiny, mm-hmm. uh, that's rest. Mm-hmm. You know, singing God's praises uh, is rest. You know, we uh, just had Transfiguration Sunday. And I preached on the transfiguration Mm -hmm. and I picked 
uh, I like to pick really fun hymns for Transfiguration Sunday. We sang Crown Him with Many Crowns and Oh, Worship the King and Son of God, Eternal Savior. Those are fun hymns to sing because you're singing of the glories of Jesus Christ. You're being reminded of who your Savior is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, all that leads into rest. And, and so mm-hmm. if, if we, you know, pause here for a moment and, and kind of go to our format, what's the prohibition, what's the promotion mm-hmm. in the third commandment? Well, is it rest and work? Not really. The, the promotion and prohibition here is the third commandment is forbidding heresy, and it is promoting orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, I look at that. I don't get that at all. The third commandment's all about rest. So the third commandment is against anything that would deny you rest, anything that would cause you to wear yourself out in work, and specifically spiritually, working for your salvation. And it is promoting the orthodox teaching of God mm-hmm. that provides comfort. This is where I come in as a systematic theologian. Mm-hmm. If your theology does not end in comfort for your conscience because of Christ, you're doing theology wrong. Mm-hmm. All branches of systematic theology should be comforting you because it's all about Christ. Ecclesiology, the study of the church, should be comforting. Mm-hmm. End times, eschatology, should be comforting. And this is why we make the distinction between heresy and orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very good, Jason. And, and so as we... Begin to wind down a little bit on this commandment. Uh, we're thinking about, you know, what does it mean to keep it? What does it mean to break it? And I know that this commandment, I just preached on this even this last Sunday at my church, of this idea of Sabbath rest and so on. This is a commandment where people feel very guilty about this sort of thing. And so we need some clarity here on what does it mean to break this commandment? What does it mean uh, to receive the blessings that come yeah, and look at it just ever so simply here, and if this will come out in the studies a little bit too that we're doing. Uh, the first way, the primary way uh, we're breaking the third commandment is by false teaching, by tolerating false teaching, by committing false teaching. It's the heresy, again, because heresy, false teaching, uh, her- uh rob us of comfort. They rob us of rest. They cause us to uh, confuse law and gospel and to work for our salvation. Uh, In doing that, uh, we are also sinning against this commandment, but by denying ourselves church. Mm -hmm. When we refuse to go to church, to be a part of a church, it's not that it's this legalistic sort Mm -hmm. of thing, but it's a denial that what we're receiving at church is not beneficial for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go to church to receive the forgiveness of our sins. That's why we go to church, to receive that assurance, to receive those actual blessings applied to us. And by refusing to do that, by refusing to be in God's word, to hear it taught and preached and spoken, this is where we're really breaking the third commandment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this isn't about taking a three to nine shift on a Sunday. those Those types of questions are not necessarily helpful in thinking about this commandment. No, it's, they're not really helpful. And, you know, if you're in a situation where the current job to support your family requires you to work on a Sunday, then you find a church that'll speak the gospel to you on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there are ways to make sure you're hearing it, but, you know, being in church is crucially important to the fulfilling of this commandment, again, because church is supposed to be delivering the gospel. You know, our job as mm-hmm. pastors, mm-hmm. preach the word, 
administer the sacraments, shepherd the sheep. Mm -hmm. And shepherding the sheep is primarily done by preaching the word and administering the sacraments. We are... Under Christ, the appliers of the gospel through the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to our people. Yep. That's why we have church. And so, uh, you know, just to flip that on its head, then we are obeying the third commandment when our life is rightly oriented under the gospel mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And if you're not hearing that or having it applied to you regularly on mm-hmm. Wednesday and Sunday morning or, or, or however it looks, uh, you're not going to be rightly oriented on the gospel mm-hmm. because, again, we're addicted to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to always return to the law because it gives us something to do. And Luther, in the explanation to the third article of the creed on sanctification, says to be sanctified is nothing more to return to Christ mm-hmm. to receive the benefits of the gospel. And so we grow in our faith as we are forgiven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, it's the whole Christian life is under the gospel. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. I think that's a good place to end this episode and uh, thinking of, yeah, in Hebrews where it says, let us enter this rest. Absolutely. And so we, we have a big breath of exhale of, <laughs> yes, uh, we, we enter into that rest that, that God has won for us, that Christ has won for us. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. These podcasts are available on iTunes. And if you enjoy the podcasts, please give us a favorable rating. Join us next week as Pastor Brett and Pastor Jason continue their discussion on God's third commandment. God bless each one of you and have a wonderful day.